Hoffman, right? Yeah. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers by my side. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? So... Great. Um, you should be. Much like how when we do the podcast, we're kind of the ancillary act following the Garage Logic podcast. Yeah. How many people do you think would have stuck around last night for you and I to sit up on that stage <laughs> and do a show after the Garage Logic 1000 podcast at the Hopkins Center for the Arts, which I kept including the word performance, and that's not included in the title. You know what? The one person who wouldn't have stayed... Who do you think would be the one person who wouldn't have stayed to watch us? Joe. Joe. Yeah. And not only do I I know that for sure. Joe barely stuck around for his own show. He was gone. <laughs> he was gone instantaneously. I couldn't believe it. When he was putting on his jacket. At the, okay, so I went to the show along with like a thousand other people or 750 other people yep. to watch the show. And at the very end of the show, you guys were winding down, right? You had made some uh, comments. Hey, we got to be out of here by nine o'clock, blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. Yep. Joe's put on his jacket. Everyone thought it was a bit. Cause like oh, oh he's yeah. putting on his jacket he's he's Look loading his bag <laughs> like yeah like he's just gonna run out of here sure enough yep. I had to go pick up my daughter at volleyball in Maplewood from Hopkins to Maplewood at nine o'clock okay so I needed to get out of there so I left a couple minutes after you started talking I walk across the street to the bar I see Joe walk into his car and I'm like wait. Now what? So I was first out. Joe was second out, <laughs> and he was gone. And, and I was like, "Oh, he really put on his jacket and was out of yep, there." Not yeah. a bit. Not it a bit. Not a it bit. was totally true. What a Reavers! I, I, I'm not. My I'm words will not do your, this justice. I'm interested to get your perspective on this because not only are you part of our show, but you're, but you are genuinely a fan of the show. It was so great. Cool. You guys did such a great job. The only thing that I felt bad for you guys is because it was a performance center, right? The the audience was blacked out, darked out. You couldn't see them. Your lights were so bright, mm-hmm. but you couldn't see us. And everyone had a smile from ear to ear as you, and I hope you could hear it well enough. Oh, like yeah. when you would say something, um, we would just repeat, you know, Mapumalanga. I mean, it was yeah. just, it was so cool to be with everybody. Everyone was laughing. You had the best line of the night, right? Oh, so come on. Joe, Joe was talking about this new... New Corvette, and how he said, and, and we had talked about Russian prostitution before that, and right after that, or we didn't talk about it, you guys talked about that, and then we were talking about the Corvette, you guys were talking about the Corvette, and he said, well, you know, I don't want to own one, but I'd love to drive one, and then Reaver said, <laughs> just like prostitution, just like prost- but the way you did it, the crowd went nuts, you took a standing O, I did, right, you I did. literally, I mean, you I had hammed a, it up, yeah, you hammed it up, the clapping happened for about 15 seconds, maybe even a little bit longer, it was so much fun, I was so glad, Um, I, you know how sometimes you have to convince your wife to go, like, oh, honey, let's go, <laughs> right. right, and she's a big fan of Kenny, so I'm like, ah, oh, Kenny will be there, Kenny, of course, won't recognize her, or me, but, right. you know, definitely she recognized him, <laughs> and um, she had a blast, I mean, cool. it was it was so well done, Good. I'm trying to think, at 1,000 is obviously a landmark, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys have to do that again. You can almost take that show on the road. What's interesting is, you know, doing, I've been in radio for, oh my God, 20 whatever years it's mm-hmm. been. And you do a lot of different remotes and you get creative a lot of different things. You know, mm-hmm. we've done some, or I should just say me because I've worked for different stations, but I've been a part of some broadcasting, some really tough spots. Sure. Hey, we're in a broom closet at a whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. 
that was so perfect because we had the area for the pregame, thanks to 30 Bales, because it was a fantastic spot. Absolutely. So right cool. across yeah. the street where yeah. people could eat, grab something to drink, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And of course, they have a phenomenal staff. You walked across the street to a gorgeous uh, stage and, and arena, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. Yeah. which was cool. And it accommodated exactly the, the number of people we needed it to accommodate. And yeah, it, it, it worked out great. I mean, there was really. And the only person that I heard anything negative from was the guy that hosts the show. Really? Well, then, the, and then I shouldn't phrase it that way, but mm-hmm. all he said was, "It was too late. I got home too late." You know, <laughs> he was out of there at eight, eight o'clock. But he I, I get home that late. But yeah. you know, he's a man of routine. Sure. So, but but yeah. I get so that was the only really thing that I thought. Well, because I would have, I didn't get home until almost eleven o'clock. So the best part about it is, I go over to right when it, we get done. I run over to Thirty Bales to have one more drink before I have to go pick up my daughter. Sure. Right. So I, you know, my wife wanted a glass of wine. I was having a non-drink drink. Sure. And um, people were coming in, and I was kind of so jazzed up. I'm like, as they were walking, in, I was like, wasn't that great? Wasn't so like as people are. <laughs> Walking in the door, I'm talking to them, and they just were all in the same boat. Like, cool. what a fun time! The um, the uh, Lake Detective was super cool. Yeah, I didn't he know was. he talked with his hands so much. That was really funny. Yes, the way he does it. But he was uh, all jacked up. It was it was such a fun, cool event. You guys carried it off with such perfection. I was just so proud of you. It was so great. Thank you. And, and the best part of it, I looked at my wife because you started the show off with Fred Aloni's Hardware and Garden Stores like 15 times. Yep. Joe just kept saying it. And my wife looks at me and she goes, you're getting your money's worth for that promotion <laughs> right here. And I'm like, yes, these 750 people know exactly who Fred Aloni's Hardware and Garden is. They will all be customers. Well, and it really was the snapshot of that's how the show is done, mm-hmm. you know, because he's always ready to go and, yep. and typically we're not. Uh, whether it's we're waiting for Rook to get in here from eating his lunch yeah. or we're waiting for me to get everything set up and ready to record. But that's literally how we do the show every day. What I think is kind of funny is I thought it was supposed to start at 7, mm-hmm. but GLers are punctual. Oh, yeah. Because at like 6.30, every single seat well, was gone. I was the last – no, I shouldn't say. Kenny and I were the last two to get into the quote-unquote green room. Okay. And so, and I, because I was still at 30 bales talking to, to sure. GLers. Mm-hmm. And so I finally said, I got to go. yeah. get over there. Holy crap. It's quarter two. So I, I hustled over there. Ross let me in the building and John, Dylan, Stephen C, Joe, and Kenny were sitting in the green room. And I walked in and said, Hey, sorry. And Joe goes, where's Ruck? And I said, I, I don't know. I, he wasn't with me. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny goes, I bet that you know what is out on stage already. Sure. And enough. so and so I went, Oh crap, I bet he is. So I walked out and as soon as I got close to the stage, I could hear him talking. Oh, you're kidding. With no microphone. Oh, really? And okay. I went, Okay, he's and he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. Okay, right? good. And I'm yeah. thinking, should I interrupt? Or should I just stay here and let him have his, you know what I mean? Cause, sure. Because I'm weighing, you know, Joe really wants to get going and he yeah. wants Rookie back there for a minute. Yeah. Or should I just let Rook, ha- you know, and so I, I kind of yeah. stood there for a minute and let Rook go on and on. And finally, I just came out and said, hey, dip, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the crowd went nuts. And I said, Joe, you know, we got to get, get going. And then we came back. It was fun. It was a good time. No, I, re- I really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was cool both before and after to meet and talk to so many different, including my neighbor, mm-hmm. who is a diehard oh, fan really? of the show. Yeah. And so I got a chance to talk to him uh, yesterday, really for the first time since I've uh, since I moved to my house about a year ago. So it was, it was awesome. I well, had a really good time. I don't go to anything. I don't like anything. <laughs> I don't like to go to anything. And this one, I there's not something I could think that I'd change. Right? Oh. There's not. I mean, I, yeah. I was like, wow, 
everything was seamless. The parking was seamless. The restaurant was great. Yeah. The, yeah. So congratulations. Cool. If you don't know what we're talking about, tune into Garage Logic Podcast, right? If you listen to this podcast, not that one, just plug in and listen to last right. night's show because it was absolutely well worth it. You won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. So one of the things that we discussed uh, is something that I know you kind of have a, an interest in, and that is the new arena at St. Tom. So I, I need a couple of points of clarification because mm-hmm. this is this basically broke right before we started doing yep. the show yesterday. 11 a.m. And yesterday. obviously given Joe's ties and rookie's ties to mm-hmm. St. Thomas, University of St. Thomas, I thought, holy crap, they're uh, getting a great donation and to, to basically build an on-campus state-of-the-art facility for basketball and hockey, which is really cool. I, th- it's, I, I it's thought it was be awesome. unbelievable. Yeah. So there's a guy. Lee you Anderson. told me something interesting. This is the third largest donation. I, from what I understand, it's like the third largest collegiate sports donation in the history of college. Holy crap! Yeah, I, I did mean, not know that. It, when you, and I might not be exactly right on that, but it's something very close to that. Where you're like, wait, wow. wait, wait. So Lee Anderson, a gentleman who lives in Naples, Florida, here up north by the cab, and then I think he owns a house next to the Glenshine Mansion. Okay. I think that's all public record stuff. Um, Gave $75 million to the University of St. Thomas, and I am elated for him. That is so, so, just imagine how cool that would feel to be able to give $75 million to a school you care about. No doubt, And and know that you're not going to not, you know, you're still going to eat the next day, right? right? His life doesn't change if he gives away $75 million. And that was a monster gift. The, the largest gift, I think, ever in the history of co- colleges in Minnesota Right, so there's never been a gift that big. I'm forgetting the stats, wow. but it's some really weird stat. It is, it is in like the top handful of gifts ever given to a college in the United States. Wow, and seventy five million dollars. So good for him, right? I don't know if you. He's a big boat guy. He owns like this yep. this incredible boat collection, and I think if I can't remember the name of his company because it does. It's not called Anderson Construction or something like that. It's he he puts in. Like fire suppression systems, or his company did that. He sold it, right? But it's fire suppression systems, and every building that is any building anywhere, if it has more than a level, he's his company did it, right? It was his deal. So it was an incredibly profitable company. It's one of those companies where you just don't even think of like, oh, somebody must own that company. Who is it? Oh, it's the guy that has multiple billion dollars because he can give seventy five million of it away. So when this news broke, you know, I was reading the story, uh, all all the stuff online that I could find. And then I texted a, a, a good friend of mine that I've been friends with for quite some time that may or may not have some ties to the universe for Mankato State mm-hmm. University. And I, all the text said was RIP Maverick Hockey because yeah. this is going to be, they're going to be one of the schools, I at least, I, I hope not, but they're going to be one of the schools that are going to be like, Oh, oh, no. You're going to go to St. Thomas or you're going to go to Mankato? Which, gonna... you know what, though, I, I, I think, because someone, I forget who asked me this, but someone had said, is this, it, but I personally think this will more likely keep the kid that was going to maybe go to Boston or BC, maybe, maybe stay home yeah, as a yeah. Because if you were a really, why wouldn't you want to play hockey, college hockey in this state? For God's sake, this is now what, six? Are we up to six Division One schools? Hockey, yeah. Hold on, yeah. Mankato, St. Cloud, Gophers, uh, Bemidji State, St. Yeah. Thomas, UMD, UMD. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. at six. Wow. Anyway, I mean, so th- I mean, just think of that, right? That's and, and it's the bad. And it, we should be. We should be great at hockey. Like I'm playing hockey, basically walking from the parking lot, right? (laughs) Right. I've been sliding on the ice for a long time, but I'm very excited for the the foundation team over at St. Thomas. Happens to be a couple people that I know, and they are 
literally winners. They are doing so well. It's unbelievable. They're, they're making these relationships that last forever with people. Yeah. And I mean, that school is just on fire. If you want to send your kids to a great school, send them to that school. It's, it, and this place, I've, I've been reading up on what it's going to look like. It's going to have both, you know, hockey and basketball, right? So a removable rink, which is, a, which is cool, which is smart. Yeah. But then it has like another hockey rink. And then another two basketball courts. I'm like, wait, what? So it's going to have like four spots, you know, not the arena, which seats 4,000, 5,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then three more, two more basketball courts and another hockey arena. I'm like, wait, another hockey arena tacked onto other hockey. It just sounds amazing. So good for them. They should be really, really proud for what they're accomplishing over there. All right. I gave $13. So FYI. And by when I say I gave $13, one of the guys on the foundation, I bought him a drink once, and it was $13. <laughs> so I kind of technically say I gave $13 to that. Well, I, I had jokingly said, so, you know, we, we talked about it very briefly on Garage Logic. I said, so, Joe, would you buy a toilet seat for the locker room? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what was your contribution for the new arena? You know, Joe's a sure. St. Thomas guy and a big hockey fan. So I, we had a little fun at, 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 uh, at his expense. My good buddy Jeremy is a, a big benefactor. He, he likes to give to that college, and he is going to have a hot dog stand named after him. And, and I said, is it going to be a foot long and he just laid his head down and said nope it's gonna just be a regular old hot dog stand womp, womp, womp. <laughs> um, so speaking of last night's event uh we had the ability to meet uh, a lot of great people but also reconnect to a, a number of, of people that are clients and advertisers with with mm-hmm. associated with garage logic and one of the people that i unfortunately was not able to see last night because i don't think he was in attendance is our guy dave pounds with slush oh, yeah, buster. yeah, he didn't come. He wasn't able to make it because he's so busy delivering the slush Yeah, busters. I was kind of mad that he didn't come because now I feel like I'm a friend of his. But I will say this. When we were giving stuff away after you know all the pomp and circumstance was yep. over with, we had a bunch of giveaways to do, including Fred, you were nice enough mm-hmm. to give us a couple of gift cards, so thank you very much. Um, but, but there was a kid, and I'm saying kid because he couldn't have been 30. Oh, he, really? was, okay. he had to have been in his 20s right. with his GL sweatshirt on. Nice. He was so jacked. He won a slush buster. Oh, that's fantastic. It was, it was really cool. Oh. So I had a chance to, to chat with him very briefly. But anyway, I wanted to make mention because they are not only a proud supporter of Garage Logic, but also the Weekly Scramble. And you can get your slush buster at Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. And if you are not if you are unfamiliar, well, the slush buster was invented right here in Minnesota. Dave Pounds is the inventor, and he got tired of the corrosive slush that was rusting his cars and damaging his garage floor and the old broomstick and boot wasn't cutting it anymore so he came up with the slush buster to get rid of that slush and it's fantastic and you can find it at any one hopefully mm-hmm. of 21 fratelloni's hardware call gar- ahead because they're selling fast they are okay yeah. and also at Wellna ace hardware in robbinsdale you can also find it on amazon but if you are unable to get it at fratelloni's or Wellna ace just go to slushbuster.us that's slushbuster.us and place your order because I got news for you. Winter ain't over anytime no. soon. And it cleans. I did this. I cleaned my rocker panels. Right? So it's oh. not just your wheel well. You can just walk down the side of your car because it's plastic. It doesn't scratch anything. Good Right? Idea. And just clean off your rocker panels. I'm like, oh, I didn't even really. Because usually you get that snow stuck to the back of them. Yeah. Well, if you sweep it off with this there thing, brush it off, it really works well. So, I, yeah, I'm mad that he didn't come. I would have bought him a drink. Um, but it was cool. So I was looking forward to I talked to uh, uh, Linda Keller with Keller Tax Services. Mm-hmm. I was able to talk to Jim with Hofferman Water. I was able. It was great. I, I got, talked to Jim, too. You did? He's a fun guy. Yeah, Jim's cool. Yeah. Can I share you a quick story? About yes. It? So, Jim, I, so before I moved to Jordan, I was living in Carver, Minnesota mm-hmm. with, and this is not hyperbole, the worst water 
in the entire state. And it's it's documented that literally because Carver just grew too fast. Sure. They couldn't keep up with they have they just they exploded and they couldn't keep they didn't have the infrastructure. Yep. And so I remember thinking, well, what the hell here? My my house isn't five years old. Why is my water softener take? Well, I had really crappy equipment because, you know, oftentimes home builders. Yeah. Yeah. You have a really nice house, but we're putting we're slapping a label on, you know, basement bottom equipment to facilitate this house. Yeah. Get it done. So he came. So Jim, I I called him up, thought, you know what, Mm. if I'm going to get something, I want to get something great. Mm. So I called him up. He came in and he just said, "Um, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He goes, are you the guy in GL? And I said, yeah, that's that's he goes, oh, I'm I'm a huge fan. So anyway, oh, that's, that's funny. That's literally how the relationship started. Oh, that's cool. We so, were. We, oh, go, yeah, ahead, go, go ahead. No, 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 no I was no, gonna no, say no, it was go it was completely organic. Like this mm-hmm. wasn't. Hey, I got an. No, I bought the product and then met the guy that just happened to be a fan of the show. That's very which cool. Which is cool. We were talking to him. My wife and I were talking to him, and her grandparents owned a water company and still do own a water company in uh, Fargo Moorhead area. Okay. Right, and he says, "Well, what's his name?" And he's. Tom George, and he's like, I know him. We were just at the bar a year ago because he has a cabin up in Leech Lake, and they live up in Leech now uh, on Leech Lake. And he's like, how is that possible? I'm like, what a small world. That's crazy. What a small world. And then he said he wanted to do this because he had been an avid listener to the beer show. And I think this is a great idea. I love this he, idea. Yeah, yes. he wants to have us find maybe Liftbridge because I think Liftbridge would be a good partner for this. They need to make a beer with their water, Right. So they need to make the Hafferman's water, mm-hmm. right? And it, is it Hafferman? Uh, Hofferman. Hofferman. But water. but what's the name of the main company? Hofferman. Well, it's Kinetico. Kinetico. Water so it's, it's the Hofferman yep. version of Kinetico yep. treatments. Yep. And they wanted so it's a Kinetico system by Hofferman that makes a beer. And I thought it would be a Hofferman Hefeweizen, which would just be so great. You could name it that, which is the best water you can get. And I wonder how much. And he was. He brought that idea, and I'm like, I am all over that. I talked to Dan Seaman, the powers that be here that can make something like that happen. Dan's in charge of all this stuff, by the mm-hmm. way. He's in. He's like just right under. I mean, maybe his middle name's Hubbard. I don't even know. But he's in Did charge. Did you like of all how this. I avoided him at all costs last night? Do I? He was yeah. having a blast. He kept trying to talk about. Like, no, I got to go over this. Oh, okay, I got to oh, go no, over this. Way. So when we went back into uh, the bar, the bar was empty, right? When we went, uh, when post we left show. last night, post show, yep. went back to the bar. It was completely empty, right? We get in there, we sit down at the bar. All of a sudden, two seconds later, do 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 Seaman comes in and sits right next to us. I was like, oh, you you jumped out of there? He goes, yeah, I, I want to get back. I need to eat. He needed to get, get yeah. a quick burger. Yep. But yeah, so that's, hopefully we can figure out how to do this Connecticut water system by Hofferman and just make it a cool half of Ison. I can, think that would be great. Can I can I throw in another? Yeah. If we're going to do this, yes. let's do a, a Hofferman half of Ison, but we also need to make a seltzer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, water's clear. Maybe a seltzer would even be better. I just I thought the double H sounded cool. It does. It does yeah, sound cool. Yeah, yeah. Or we can find some alliteration for some type of H sounding seltzer. Water. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> the Hofferman seltzer. I mean, I like it. Why I mean, not? Yeah, I, I think it would be great. So we'll have to get non flavored seltzer. But then, it, yeah, with no sparkle or just straight water. Oh, just, just no flavor. It's just water flavored. Yes. That's not a bad idea. I actually like, think I would like that. Almost like a what's the what's the gr- fancy green bottle? Yes, Lacroix. Th- well, yeah, oh, a Perrier. Perrier. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of because okay. my wife drinks that stuff. Yeah. So almost that type of just a tonic flavored. Oh, that's that sounds good. Oh, can I tell you that I went out the other day? So it was my birthday the other day. Happy After, birthday! Thank you. Yeah. So I, I went out and my wife surprised me and brought a couple of my buddies. Oh. Right. And I, and I didn't expect that. And we went all the way down to Burnsville. Wives do that, huh? Yeah, yeah, they wow. do. They they can, right? Interesting. And uh, so I I was so 
brain damaged on it. I sit down at the table and I said, why did they give us such a big table? Like, I just didn't get it. And my little brain didn't connect like, oh, some people are coming. So my buddies all came. We went way down in Burnsville. I live in St. Paul. Went way down in Burnsville and to the Mediterranean. Way down in Burnsville. Like you drove to Missouri. No, but, you know, you don't really go all down to Burnsville if you're in St. Paul, right? I know what you're saying. And all my buddies live in St. Paul, too. So we all went down to Burnsville to this Mediterranean Cruise Cafe. Oh, cool. If you've ever been to the Mediterranean Cruise Cafe. What's the name of it? Mediterranean Cruise Cafe. Oh, that's the name of yeah. it. Oh. And, and it's right in downtown Burnsville. Okay. And it has, if there's such a thing as downtown Burnsville, and they have um, those those belly dancers. So like a belly dancer will do this little show on the inside. Oh. And so I, my kids were there. I mean, it's a family place, sure. right? Food is fantastic. So we order a bunch of food. It was a great, great time. And then... It was about eight o'clock, and then my buddy says, "Who I didn't know he was going to come, right? Because I thought it was just going to just be me and my kids and my wife." And he said, "There's our band, my buddy's band from a long time ago, is playing at Shamrocks on West Seventh." And I said, "Well, it's eight o'clock. Like my mind is like, I'm not, I'm not going there. Right. It's, eight, it's eight. By the time I get back to St. Paul, it's going to be eight twenty-five. I'm not going out. Like I'm done. So, about two o'clock in the morning, I am still out. <laughs> right? I am still out. I'm like." I have not stayed out reverse till, and the best part is, is you know, I don't really drink that much, right? right. I'll, I'll have like the whole night I had two and a half beers or something in seven hours. Okay. And I'm like, why am I still awake? Like, how am I still awake? Right. <laughs> why am I still at a bar till two o'clock? It was the most fun. This band called Reckless Professionals oh played my God. at, it was, they're just so, Reckless Professionals happen to be a bunch of friends of mine and they were just off the chart. The bar was packed solid. Wow. And I was so I was excited for St. Paul. Cool. That, you know, it was it was Friday night, right? It was Friday night. But still, just to be packed solid and just to see my buddies. I haven't had a night where I went out with buddies in a long, long, long I mean years. I haven't had a night where I went out till two o'clock in I mean couple of few years, right? I'm trying to think Especially of the without last, my wife. I was gonna say I, I I don't even remember the last time I've done that. Yeah. My, That's good for you, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, my, my best, one of my best buddies who's in the restaurant business, yep. he doesn't go to bed till like 4.30 because he doesn't get just, home. That's his time Yeah, he has him. to yep. work late, yep. right? Yep. So he's like, well, I'm going to go see what's going on. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to bed. I need to sleep for 10 <laughs> hours because I'm exceptionally tired. But boy, it was a super fun time. Very I had cool. a couple of good events this week. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, we have to talk about it. Um, in fact, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday evening... I got a little sentimental. Did you? I did. So brothers sometimes tend to be competitive when they're growing up. Mm -hmm. And I have two brothers, and we were pretty competitive with one another. And I have two sons. And that's quite literally what they do every minute that they're awake is they have to compete against Mm -hmm. one another, which Mm -hmm. I think is very good and very healthy. Yeah. Because that's going to create competition inside of them. And so uh, my oldest son was told that by his uncle, you know how cool it is that you have a professional team named after you. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, the Buffalo Bills. You know, his name is William. Mm-hmm. Bill is could be Bill, your nickname. Yeah. So he's been a Bills fan. And, oh, he's and, and, he loves, Bills. and he loves Josh Allen. Okay, He's a Viking fan, but that's yeah, like his other team. And so then my youngest son says, hey, Dad. And I go, what's up, buddy? He goes, who's the best quarterback of all time? And I said, well, probably Tom Brady. Okay, that's my new favorite team. Just because it had to be someone better than his okay, brother's team. Yeah, okay. okay. So I allowed him, even though it was a school night, mm-hmm. he could stay up and watch the Buccaneers playoff game, knowing that 
if they lost, this could yes. very well be Tom Brady's last, last game. game yep. And I got, and I'll show it to you, but I got a great photo of him sitting on our couch. Here, I'll pull it up. In fact, I think it was the last. Oh, that's right. No, I took photos from the other night. So I took a photo of him. Okay, I'm going to scoot over. Hold on. In his Tom Brady jersey, watching Tom Brady's probably oh, last game, cute, right? right? Okay. So I, t- I took that. I thought, oh, should yeah. I tweet this out? And I thought, no. This is for me. This is I, for I don't you. need to tweet yep, that out yep. and get all sappy and crappy because then Kenny will just make fun of me. So <laughs> I didn't do that. However, it uh, I was looking up some Tom Brady stuff online. Tom Brady got duped. Why is that? Are you ready? Yeah. I love this story. Okay. I love it because this story is so 2023. Hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Talk about a genius move to gain social media followers. At Lacey Brown... And uh, based upon what I had to do for investigative uh, research for this story, I had to see who Lacey Brown was. Okay. A very attractive 28-year-old blonde girl who resides in the Tampa area. Got it. All right. Just for research purposes for the show. It's just color. Just adding color to the story. Lacey Brown shares a story about a woman who tricked millions of people into thinking she was Tom Brady's new girlfriend. Oh, Lacey starts by saying that the woman showed up to a Buccaneers game wearing Tom Brady's jersey. A lot of people do that, so that's not unusual. She then posted a racy picture of herself holding a teddy bear with Tom Brady's number on it to her Instagram account. She's probably not the first person to do that either. Then in her stories, she was watching the Bucks playoff game while cheering him on and acting quite anxious, just like a significant other would. Mm. Tom Brady doesn't follow her or like her posts, but (laughs) people think she might be her boyfriend. And she went from having a million followers to over three and a half million seemingly overnight. She knows what she's doing. She's a marketing genius. How 2023 is that story? Do you think that it's possible that Tom Brady will see that and give her a, give me a call? Hey. No. Why not? Why wouldn't you? He's single now. He can do whatever he wants to do. You're Tom freaking Brady. So what? I know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do a little but bit of. Do A-Rod. you seriously think Tom Brady needs to do that? No, but it would be fun. It would be a great story. And okay, can I be honest? Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a Brady guy. Yeah, I do like Tom Brady. In fact, I've I've said this a number of times. When he officially retires, I'm going to be sad because yeah. for me, it's like there's still somebody my age out there sure. doing it because we're Dude, not that. Far, we're about six months apart. Gotta in age. retire. I agree because he's not. He he's he just he just doesn't have it anymore. I agree with you. So, completely. but he's 45. He, do you but, think Rogers is going to retire too? I don't give a damn okay, about right. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but what I was going to say about 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 Tom is mm-hmm. the more I've studied him. Okay. Do you know what I realize about him? <clears throat> no. He's a dork. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, to the to the point where he's socially awkward. If you if you really pay attention really? to him, so it, it's it stems from all of my vast research over the last okay. twenty three years of following, of, of, of following Tom Brady. But you'll see him. He's he, when he's being interviewed, he's very matter of fact. Mm. Uh, when he's at a podium at a press polished. game, he's he, he's very exactly. He's mm. very polished. He knows the points he wants to get across. He's very calculated. But when you see him, for instance. Um, after Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, and you see them when he remember when he tossed the trophy from Which the boat, was so fun. But then you just kind of see him with the guys. Going, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a dork. Yeah, and I think I, that makes me almost like him more because he's just kind of that socially awkward dork that's 
oh, just so happens to be a multi-millionaire yeah. successful I think football I'd, player. I'd like to be that kind of dork, I guess. Oh, me too, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, when he's done playing, he's got this $350 million television contract waiting for him. Remember when he did that golf thing uh, where he paired up? Thank you. His He was funny because they, they had them mic'd up. But it was always, hey, guys, remember when... Uh, yeah, he seemed very real, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think um, a lot of athletes have kind of truncated experience with people because all they do is play sports. Good point. Right? So yeah. they don't get a lot of social time. They don't get a lot of dating. They don't get, I mean, later on they do, right? But, you know, a lot I'll of them say. just marry their high school sweethearts because that's who they know they can trust. That's a good point. Yeah, I, that's uh, That would be a nice problem to have. Good luck to Tom Brady. That is, that Lacey. I'm, I'm gonna, just, I got her. What I'm going to do is. Is I'm gonna pretend that I'm dating Lacey. See, I'll 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 wear Lacey's number. Jersey and yeah, I'll I'll wear some of her nylons or something. Her high heels, maybe. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I've never done that. That's okay. It'd be supportive, I bet. Um, but I just thought I just I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that is a pretty good story. And you know, because we have to always provide the not quite. The I do weekly. have a question too. Oh, I got to remember. Please go ahead. Okay, you tell me when. No, go ahead. Can I go now? Yeah. Remember Joe during the podcast yesterday? Oh God, Joe Suchere. Uh huh. Um, he talked about that person who put a 1.4 million dollar bet oh yeah what can you run that story by me again because okay. uh, yeah I, I kind of followed it but i'll, I'll look it up here Hang so on. so if i'm not mistaken at mid game of san diego Char- uh wait no no the rams yep. versus the chargers the chargers okay no the uh the jag jaguars, jaguars versus, versus the chargers. chargers they were down 27 points and in the middle at the, uh, the middle of the second quarter this guy placed a one Point four million dollar right bet. Right okay, here. go ahead. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> this is from the New York Post. The Chargers weren't the only ones who lost big. One better wasted a massive one point four million dollar wager after betting on the Los An- betting on Los Angeles before the Jaguars mounted an epic comeback to beat the Chargers thirty one to thirty, according to Darren Ravel of Action Network. The Chargers came into Sunday's game as a three and a half point favorite and had a big cushion at one point, a twenty-seven to nothing lead. Mm-hmm. This is how it's why it's crucial. Sure. So they had a twenty-seven to nothing lead shortly before halftime. Okay. Uh, the unlucky gambler. So he made the bet when the Chargers were up, up 27, 27 to nothing. Meaning, well, I got a front one one and a half. I'm just say one yeah. and a half million dollars to make eleven thousand yeah. dollars. Which is kind of stupid. Well, I mean, it it's a guaranteed win, you'd think. But what are the chances that someone comes back from twenty-seven to nothing? The unlucky gambler would have only made a net profit of eleven thousand two hundred dollars. So you, some would say, well, that's just free money. Okay, oh, it, but, but mo- you're risking more times than not. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably right. If the Chargers had won, it's unknown who originally p- placed uh, said bet. So obviously the Jaguars come back. I think it was the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history. history. Okay. So not only did he not win that money, he lost one point four million. So you bet a hundred one point four million dollars to win eleven grand or net to win eleven grand. Mm-hmm. That is not a big percentage, right? But you think to yourself, hey, if I if I can throw around a million bucks and pick up. 15 grand every weekend on these crazy bets, yeah. right? That's not a bad deal. 15 grand on a day is not bad. But all you have to do is get burned one time. And you're screwed. And you're screwed. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing stat. What an amazing bet that was. I was asked, but because I watch 
a lot of football. Mm-hmm. And now that my boys are getting involved, like they love watching football. Okay. So we, we, you know, that's kind of what consumes our our weekend yep. because you know yep. we, we're not going out, we're not doing anything, sure. we're just sitting home and watching. Anyway. And slush busting, my and slush busting, mm-hmm. and my wife had said, "You know, how come you don't bet on football? You seem to know a lot about it." I said, "Because I I like my money. Yeah, there's a reason that MGM has a really nice multi billion dollar complex. It's mm-hmm. it's not because they're handing out money to guys like me that are betting on sports. Yeah, they're yeah. smart. They know they, what they're doing. They they get it. No matter. They want you to not lose a lot and not win a lot." Yeah, they want you to just break they even. They just want so the house keep, to they, shift. Yep, they want to make their little cut of every bet, no matter what. If you if you lose all your money too fast, that's not good for them, right? right? You need to win a little bit and lose a little bit. And oh, I just that lost. was an incredible story. I'm glad you guys brought that one up. I had never well, heard. Well, that it was one. funny because when Joe had started to mention the story, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, how did he lose? Or how, yeah, I was trying to figure out that. But then when he when he shared that the, the part was, oh, he made the bet. In the midst middle, of the second yeah, quarter, of, when yeah. the Chargers had this lead, so I which, wonder if anybody made that equal and opposite bet. Do you think anybody put five thousand bucks to for the win? No, but I do know of someone that did it during the Viking game, the okay. one where they came back and beat the Colts. Oh, really? Um, it's this is a not even I'm, I'm not even going to say somebody I know, but it's someone that I know that someone I know had mm-hmm. said, "Oh, I'll put down a hundo on the Vikes." Just what the hell? And they ended up winning. You know, a couple grand. Oh, really? Okay. And I have no idea what the validity of the story at, at, at is or the origin or what time you can, it was played. You can gamble right up to the very end of a game. Yeah. And it's I just, so weird. And I'll be honest, I love sports. Mm. You know, it's still great. Yeah. I don't like how much the betting aspect of sports has infiltrated your sports viewing. It's changed. It really has. And I don't think this is for the better. I, and I'm, I'm no prude. You want to gamble, you go you right go ahead. It, yeah. that's, that's, that's your problem. But I just don't like the way it's it's seriously seeped into every aspect of sports. Yeah, because another radio station in this town, that's all they talk about is gambling. Literally all they yeah, talk yeah, about. And that's yeah. fine. There's a lot of people that have an interest in it. I'm just not one of them. I don't, I, I'm i here to see if Patrick Mahomes is going to win on Saturday afternoon. I don't give a damn what the spread is. Can we talk about KQRS? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, so one of the greatest all-time radio DJs, right? Tom Bernard mm-hmm. leaves 92 KQRS mm-hmm. after, what, 37 years? I believe so. 37 years. And comes to where? Hubbard. Hubbard Broadcasting. Yeah. I did not know he started on 1500, uh, AM 1500. I did know that, but f- completely forgot about it until the story surfaced uh, last week. Or so he's it was. coming home. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, and arguably he has the number one radio career in Minnesota, right? You better hope that guy's not in the other. No, room. I mean, He's well, no, Joe has his podcaster now. He's no longer a radio, <laughs> but you know, he had a very, very successful radio career. Sure. If I'm not mistaken, they were the number one radio show in the nation as a percentage of capital listening to their show. Morning Drive, yeah. Morning Drive yep. for many years. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to Steve Gorman yet? The new oh, replacement. I guess, I guess I have not. Fantastic. Oh, really? He is great. I have not listened to it. it. It's and I, I'm listening to everybody. I listen to everybody a little bit. You're a, you're a radio. I'm a guy. radio guy. I yeah. like to have live radio. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I'm I, n- I never hardly watch TV. I listen to something because I'm always doing something right? right. But the Steve Gorman was the the drummer to the Black Crows. Did you know that? Oh yeah. Well, I because okay. I read the story. You, you read up. Yep. He's funny. The shows sped up. I mean, it's it's just great. I think there's a resurgence for KQ. Cool. So what I want to do good for them is I want Hubbard 
to buy KQ. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think that sounds like we should we should buy them. But are you excited for do you have you heard anything about this Tom Bernard podcast that's going to be or radio show or radcast is it going to be a radcast radio and podcast? Uh it's going to be set up to, to what I to the way I understand it it will be set up very similar to the way that Garage Logic is set up okay. where there will be um obviously a podcasting component to it but there will also be a way to live stream the actual show when it's being created re- yeah okay. created so, so it's going to be a, a live podcast but you can watch on youtube or correct. whatever yep. well that's going to be exciting that yeah. happens in sometime in february in fact the seat that you're sitting in was where tom was doing his photo shoot really because okay. this would have been last was it tuesday wednesday whenever it was last week okay um because i happened to walk in like oh i'll come back you know they were they were in here doing stuff so i had to come back are you now the producer of that show too no did they just say to you oh by the way no you also do tommy b's well in fact yeah i'm not even sure where they're physically gonna it's i don't think they're gonna do it in this Uh, here yeah or if they're even gonna do it in the state yeah. Are they going to do it? I mean, I can't remember yeah. exactly. I always thought I always had this uh, memory of Tom Bernard living in Florida and doing his show from Florida, and I don't know <laughs> if that was ever real. I just someone said that one time, like he's not even there; he does it from Florida. I'm like, oh, is that true? That's kind of cool. You but could that, ask him. Yeah, I could ask him. I'll do that. Now I'll that start. you two are coworkers. Oh, I had never even thought of that. I work that? at the same radio station. What talk about icons at this station, though? I mean, right? you got Reavers, you got, got Reavers, you got Rookie, you got John Height, not Kenny. I'm not talking about Kenny. You got Sushere, you got Royce, you got. Do we have uh, anybody on ESPN still? You got Phil and Mackey. Phil, Phil is Mackey. Oh, you got Phil or Mackey? <laughs> I knew that. I knew Phil Mackey. You know, know. Uh, that's when I got in trouble with with the girls. Why is that? Well, years ago, uh, before I had, had made the made the switch to to working with the, the guys fully in the mm-hmm. afternoon in Garage Logic. I, I was on this station called My Talk 107.1. Super popular. And um, I was doing the midday show with my, with my friend Colleen Cruz. And then I had started to fill in on 1500 when they flipped to sports. And then I kind of went over there after our show was dismissed. Well, in any event, uh, there's this afternoon show on 107.1 called Lori and Julia. Mm-hmm. And they were the OGs. I mean, they were the first show that helped launch that, that station. radio station. Yeah. Because I believe they were the only live and local show i think the rest of the 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 station was syndicated when it first launched okay. and so that they in fact they just celebrated their 20th anniversary which is great and and to to say it i mean it's an incredibly successful radio station and it's very unique because yep. i believe it's the only one in the country well mm-hmm. in any event so i've had some history with that radio station it was my entry level to coming back coming to work for the hubbard family so years ago when i was on that station um lori and julia routinely had time off to the point where um, they would always negotiate. Well, I fine. I I want another week of vacation or mm-hmm. whatever. I want to get to the sushire levels. They would always say. Oh, so sushire never takes time off. So when we would do what they call live reads or live liners within programming. So let's say you got a commercial break, you're coming back from break, and it's sometimes you do a forecast or sometimes you hey listen to to such and such for your chance to win tickets to mm-hmm. such and such right. Yep. So I started calling it the Lori or Julia show because okay. one of them was always gone <laughs> and i got pulled into the office and said you need to stop saying that oh and I said, that's well, funny it's just, it's, i'm just having fun just you know, joking i'm just joshing Lori or yeah. julia show yeah. I said, no you, 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 it's you, a 50 50 thing <laughs> right. one of them might be here today <laughs> oh no 
Yeah, I got, now, I got, I got in trouble for doing. But that. now you're like, what are you gonna do? I run no, the I GL know. podcast. I, you know me. I've never been. I've never. No, been that, no, you yeah. wouldn't do that. Um, anyway, uh, so thank you for your kind words about yesterday. That was a lot of fun, and thank you for showing up because that was awesome too. Thank so. you for having me. It was super fun. Yeah, it was I can't a lot wait till we have our one thousandth show. Oh my goodness, think of that! Did, did you years. like the cheap shot I took? I, d- I did. You threw that out there. <laughs> so what I said was, you know, I looked at Joe when he was. We were talking about the numbering the shows. And I go, you know what you've done, by the way, is. Uh, I, and I, because I knew you had said earlier you didn't know if you were going to be able to stay for the whole thing because mm-hmm. I knew you had to go pick yep. up your girls yep. from volleyball, and so I was. I wanted to make sure if I was going to issue said cheap shot, I wanted to make sure that you were going to be there. Wonderful. And when I heard you say yes, I go, all right, sorry, all right. I'm still here. Yeah. And then I said, well, now because you've done that, now Mike insists on numbering our shows. So yeah. thanks a lot for doing that. Ten years, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> actually work it out. I'll go back and look to see how many shows we have, <laughs> and I think we're at really close to 500, oh, maybe that. 400. But so speaking of the universe. University of St. Thomas, the Tommy's men's hockey team is back in action this weekend at home in Mendota Heights. Come out and see the exciting Division I hockey team at a great price as the Tommy's battle conference rival Bowling Green this Thursday and Friday night. Go to tommysports.com to buy your tickets or just stop by the box office the day of the game. You can find more information online at tommysports.com. And in 2025, you're going to be at a brand new stadium and it's going to be unbelievable. Believable. I'm not gonna. I'm not kidding when I say this. I guarantee they're gonna have a waiting list for season tickets. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be great. Where do they play in Mendota Heights? At the at STA. Oh, at STA. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's a good arena. In but fact, not, I was gonna no. take the Mavericks were there a couple oh, a while back, and I thought oh, I should take the boys over to STA. But then I'm thinking, well, it only seats I think a thousand people, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're getting better, and, yeah. and a lot of people want to yeah. go to their games. I thought, oh, that's going to be a nightmare just trying tight. to get in and mm-hmm. out of there. So I thought, eh, I'll I'll wait. I'll well, go a different time. What a cool thing, though. Yeah, very what a cool, cool thing. I didn't know they advertised. I knew they advertised on our station. Well, you know, fifteen hundred is now your home for. For Tommy Sports. I think that's going to be a really smart yeah, thing to it's do. It's really cool. Yeah, so. it's going to be a really smart thing. Thank you, Michael. Hey, Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We greatly appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.